Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I always love my guests, but this guest today is special. Um, She's an author. Her name is Josie Seiler. She's so passionate about helping people find joy for their journey, and people need joy, don't they, Josie? They need joy. Yes, they do. We all do. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, You are an award-winning author and photographer. I can't wait to hear about that. And um, you share God's gifts of beauty, hope, and adventure with people who are overwhelmed by life circumstances as you encourage them to walk in the freedom and joy found in Jesus. That is so important. Uh, Josie's debut debut picture book, I can't wait to see this, Howie's Broken Hee Haw, I can't wait to hear about it, releases with In-Game Press on 2 of 2022. Is that correct? That is correct. The best release date ever. It is. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I love, I love that. She's a regular contributor contributor to Crosswalk.com, a field editor for our Wisconsin magazine, and her photographs are published in the multi-award-winning book, Advent Devotions and Christmas Crafts for Families, written by Victoria. Is it your stock? Yeah. Okay. So, Josie, um, you're a chronic illness warrior who believes every day is a gift that should be celebrated. I so agree with you. And uh, Josie ministers to others with illnesses as well as her caregivers through Broken But Priceless Ministries and Broken But Priceless, the magazine. When she's not writing or taking pictures, you will find Josie looking for adventure, curled up with a good book or cuddling her teddy bear dog. Is it Ruby May? Yep, Ruby May. <laughs> the scruffy princess? <laughs> yes. And uh, so you can find Josie at com, and I will also include that um, at the end of the program so you can look her up. Okay, so Josie, um, again, I'm thankful for the connection with our mutual friend, Tracy Crump, who's also an author and writer and just all around great person. But we want to hear about you. Tell us about yourself, where you live and what you're doing. Yeah, well, I am a small town girl. I live in a town of under 200 people in Wisconsin, and I absolutely love it. I love the small town life. I love being able to go and walk downtown to get the mail at a little post office and talking with neighbors and getting a coffee on the way home and um, from our local coffee shop. It's just, it's all the small town vibes, and it's wonderful. I have lived in the big city, and it's okay for a time, but this small town heart likes to <laughs> likes to be home. Um, like I said, I live in Wisconsin, and so we are just entering our winter season, which is lovely, but far too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I were like talking about that. You guys just had what your first snowfall. We did we did, which was a miracle around here, and one we had been praying for because my dad has been going through cancer treatments. And he had to go to a town about 30 to 45 minutes away, five days a week for radiation treatments and Mm. cancer treatments. And my whole family, we have been praying for good weather until he got through all of that driving over there every day. And he finished on Friday and we had our first snowfall on Saturday. 
Well, there you go. (laughs) So that was fantastic. Yes. Yes. Um, My family and I love love adventures and we love just um, making friends in new places and seeing new things. I love culture and travel and all of that fun stuff. Well, you can tell that you are full of life and full of joy just in the way that you Um, present yourself, Josie. And I so appreciate that about you. You know, we as Christians should come across with the love of Christ and, you know, also with that joy, that joy in our heart and in our voice. And I know God created everyone unique and different and special, but I love the way he created you. Oh, well, <laughs> I love you. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I say that I'm, you know, God says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And sometimes I think I'm more fearfully than wonderfully made. But <laughs> <laughs> I believe there's but a good he has a plan. There. That's right. <laughs> so were you raised in a Christ-centered home? I was, yes. My parents um, really came to know Christ personally when they were young. They got married at a very young age. Nobody thought they would make it. And They just celebrated their 50th anniversary and it's because of Jesus and they introduced him to my brother and I at a very young age. And um, yes, it it was a blessing to grow up in a Christian home. Absolutely. Okay. So did you enjoy reading or writing as a child? Absolutely. I think I made my mom a little sad because I I wanted to read myself instead of let her read to me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? I did. I, I liked reading. It's I, I don't remember ever having a hard time learning how to read. I'm sure at some point it, it was, but, you know, I just remember that that came pretty naturally to me. And um, I remember taking creative classes, writing classes during summer school when I was a kid. And I don't think I did very well in it, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> I'm really bad at spelling, which is in, in grammar and all of that, which I think it's hilarious that God made me a writer because <laughs> well, I, I failed those subjects in school and now here I am. <laughs> well, I certainly didn't pay attention much in my English class. And it was, I thought about that when I wrote my book, I thought, gosh, I should have paid attention more, but here we are. Here so, we are. God yes, uses us anyway. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what were some of the books you enjoyed reading um, as a child? Can you remember any? Yeah, um, I I knew you were going to ask me this question. So I actually went and looked up some names of the books that I really liked. Um, My favorite all time book when I was a little kid was called The Muffin Muncher. And it was about a muffin munching dragon who (laughs) learned how to be kind and share the muffins that he used to steal. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's so cute. It was just great. I love that. You know, books like The Wind in the Willows and, you know, some of those books that were around back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. I read the Orphan Train Trilogy by Jane yes. Pert over and over and over again. I love that story of those girls and their adventures. And um, my all-time favorite series as a kid was the Adventures of the Northland series. And it was by Wisconsin author Lois Wilford Johnson. Okay. And I used to write her letters and tell her how much I loved her <laughs> books. And she would send me back like ripped off covers of her books, like the book covers, and she would sign them for me. And one year at camp, she came to camp and surprised me there. And I got to meet her and it was amazing. (laughs) That's pretty special, Josie. I I mean, that just doesn't happen a lot. What's the name of her books? Again, the Adventures of what? The Adventures of the Northland series. And it's, they take place kind of from Grantsburg, Wisconsin area, Mm -hmm. kind of up north, the north woods of Wisconsin. And Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, they're they're fantastic. I love them. <laughs> that is neat. Okay, let, let's get around to your health just a little bit to give people yeah. a background. Were you healthy or sickly as a child? I was sickly. Yeah, I picked up pretty much anything and everything that was going around and I missed a lot of school and I, you know, would get bronchitis three times a winter and yeah. Okay. Did you, I, I mean, I was, was not that, a healthy child. Was that normal for you? I mean, in your life or did you just feel just, like it just the way it was or, yeah, or what? It just was for me. I mean, ever since I was real young, I, I was just susceptible to things and I would pick things up. Um, and, you know, we went through the process of, I was on antibiotics so often that they had to keep upping the strength and changing medications because my body wouldn't respond to them anymore. And, you know, you get to the point where it's like, well, what is left for me to try to take to get healthy? But I just, you know, I didn't have much of an immune system even back then, but we never really thought anything was too far out of the ordinary. We just thought that, you know, I caught things easily at first. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you do anything? Did your parents do anything to, you know, to give you to help you at all? Or did they know what to do? Yeah, I mean, I I went to a lot of doctors, I had a lot of appointments, um, tested for a lot of things, got back a lot of, you know, a lot of negatives. And so Mm -hmm. we just carried on. So (laughs) And here you are. All and right. Here I am still carrying on. <laughs> That's right. We need to take a really quick break right here. So when we come back, we're going to hear more from author Josie Siler. So everyone stay tuned for more Shape by Faith. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I'm speaking with author Josie Seiler. She is so lovely. And if you didn't listen to the first segment, you'll get to um, meet her in this segment and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So Josie's a chronic illness warrior. She's going to explain that in this segment. And she believes every day is a gift that should be celebrated. Um, Josie, Um, From the time you were young, I understand you always wanted to serve the Lord overseas. So tell us about your dream and what happened. Yeah, um, the short version is it got crushed. (laughs) The long version is, you know, like I mentioned in the last segment, I love to travel. I love other cultures. Um, Even being sick for so uh, many years, God has given me the ability to do some traveling. I've been to eight countries. Oh, wow. Um, my graduate degrees in, um, or my undergraduate degree is in intercultural studies. And then I went to seminary and I got a master's of arts degree. And my focus was also on intercultural international studies. Okay. Um, as I prepared to be a missionary, I did a few years of home service in my local church. I became consecrated as an official worker with the Christian Missionary Alliance. That's similar to, um, being ordained, but it's the kind of the female version of ordination is what I call it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I did all the things and I I was appointed for my first four-year term as a missionary and I was going to go to Southeast Asia and I was so excited. I was paying off my last of my school debt and I was ready to go. And then my health took a nosedive and I got really sick. This was in 2008. Um, My body just the best I can explain it is it just freaked out. It began attacking itself and doing all of these crazy things. And um, I couldn't go overseas. And at first I thought I just kind of put life on hold. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, okay, I'm going to get over this. And then we're just going to pick right back up where we left off. And two years later, I finally 
comprehended what my doctors have been telling me that chronic illness means I'm not going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's it, unless God intervenes, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be something that sticks with me for the rest of my life. And so then I, re- I, I struggled to deal with that. And I lost my joy for a while. And, and I didn't know what God was doing. And I just felt so sick and so frustrated. And, um, but what I think is really cool about this whole story is I wanted to go overseas, I wanted to share God's love with people who feel alone, mm-hmm. people who feel unloved and tell them how much God loves them. That's what I wanted to do overseas. And that's exactly what I get to do every day within the chronic illness community. And now as an author and a writer, um, I get to tell people all over the world who are, you know, feeling alone and not loved how much God tells them and that they have worth and value and that they're important. And so and really God has fulfilled my dreams, just, you know, not in the way that I anticipated that he mm-hmm. would, not the way I expected but it has been far better than I ever dreamed or imagined it could be because it's his plan now instead of my plan. Right. And God uses everything, doesn't he, Josie? He does. He can use everything and anything for our good in his glory. And it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> and like you said, you know, it's not as you would have dreamed it, but it's what God has for you and it's his will and his way with you. Right. And, um, we never know. We never know what he's going to do, but it, it, it seems like you are doing exactly what God has planned for you. And that joy thing, it's, it's a crusher, um, but you came out of it. You yeah, definitely yeah. came out of it. So talk about being a chronic illness warrior. I know you help other people, but mm-hmm. what were you diagnosed with a certain illness or what were you, what were your symptoms? And yeah, yeah. well, I had a lot of muscle and joint pain um, to the kind of to the point where I had a hard time even moving at all. Um, A lot of brain fog, which still lingers. And so that makes things like this difficult because I never know if my brain is going to sabotage me or not. (laughs) You're doing beautifully. Um, Just let me know. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, You know, I had migraines and insomnia and, and, you know, my immune system was just tanked. Mm -hmm. Then I was also on a medication um, for years that would suppress my immune system because a lot of the issues that I had, it came down to um, autoimmune issues where my immune system, it wouldn't fight off the bad things. It would attack the good things in my body. Okay. And so it, it's just where your immune system gets confused and attacked, you know, my muscles and joints instead of viruses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the course of several years, Um, I've been diagnosed with something called mixed connective tissue disease. And that just kind of means that I have a variety of symptoms from different connective tissue diseases. So like lupus would be a connective tissue disease. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that if mine would ever progress, that's kind of the direction that it would head. But, you know, I'm kind of a smorgasbord. I have a little of this, a little of that, some fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. some dermographism, which is also called the skin writing disease which I think is kind of funny since I'm a writer and, you know, God definitely has a sense of humor. (laughs) Now, what does that is, is a skin, what is, tell me again. Dermographism, the skin writing disease. And basically like if I hold a pile of books in my arm, for example, Mm -hmm. or if something would like scrape up against your arm and you get that like little red mark or something, like if you hold something too tight, Mm -hmm. well, mine can take, you know, instead of going away in a few minutes, it could be, you know, 20 minutes or 
an hour before, you know, that goes away. I just have I'm very sensitive skin. And, and so what they do to test it, they actually write on my back and it kind of bubbles up a little bit. And then mm-hmm. they just waited and saw how long it took for it to go away. <laughs> they wrote on your back with what? Like just with like something sharp and pokey, you know, wow. that would just kind of scratch it up a little bit. And uh-huh. um, is that yeah. is that the thing that I mean, does that also cause your skin to turn different colors at times? Uh, no, I do okay. have um, something called Raynaud's syndrome or Raynaud's phenomenon, yep. Yep. where you're Um, which is great that I live in Wisconsin, right? Because mine is usually triggered by cold. Mm. And so when I get really cold and stress can also trigger it. Um, But for me, it's usually cold and my fingers will turn like paper white. Um, I I look like I'm dead and it's just so white. And then as they start to warm up, they'll turn kind of this blackish blue color. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they get real bright red and hot. And as they warm up, it hurts really bad to like, thaw them out and warm them up. Um, you, I run them under like lukewarm water and that kind of warms them up, but that's my fingers and toes both do that. And thankfully I haven't had any episodes of that in quite some time. So we'll yes. see how this winter treats me. Last winter was pretty mild. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I have learned the art of finding the correct warm clothing to wear mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. So, yes. yeah, you know, I'm familiar with that. Um, a doctor told me probably about three years ago that my fingers, they turn uh, purple when I eat or when I get too cold. Oh, like, um, yes. And, you know, he, he told me that. And then I looked it up and exactly as you described, where some people will turn white, some people will, will turn a p- mm-hmm. purplish blue. And like, yeah. I'll have to put on mittens yep. <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> if the air is up and we like it kind of cooler in the yep. home, it's just bizarre. Or if you're shopping in the freezer section in the yes. grocery store, or, you know, little things like that. Just things <laughs> trigger it. Just, you just never know. Yep. But, um, and they said there wasn't a, you know, a known cause for it. And I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah, Here yeah. we go. We're just special. That's yes, all. we are very special. <laughs> yes. Yes. And another friend of mine has that as well. So I just find it yeah. very interesting, you know, yeah. and it's just learning to manage the symptoms. I was on the medication a little while to help get the circulation down into my fingers and toes better, mm-hmm. but I have low blood pressure to begin with. And so that dropped it even lower and I was dizzy all the time. So that didn't work. So now I just try to keep it from happening and instead of, <laughs> yes, instead of being on a medication for it, because that didn't work out well for me. But for some people, it works great. It really helps. Yes. Well, it sounds like you, you do have a lot going on, but God, you know, yes. but God, and yes. he is with you. Obviously he's with you. And, and I do pray right now, Josie, that your body receive total healing in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, you know, I trust Amen. God and his word mm-hmm. and I am just going to pray that for you and those who are sick out there or dealing with chronic illnesses um, in the name of Jesus, that everyone be healed. Um, Let's go ahead and let's take another quick break. And when we come back, um, I can't wait to hear about your book and your photography. So let's take a real quick break right here. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I have a lovely guest on today, author Josie Seiler and Josie, I've enjoyed, I really have enjoyed our time together, just getting to know you and getting to hear the positivity in your voice and the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 810. I I really believe that. And 
I'm praying for your healing and everyone else out there that uh, God would heal you. But let's go ahead and let's talk about your health again, as, as you were just explaining what was going on with your symptoms in your body. How important is it that we take charge of our own health and we keep pursuing what's going on with our own bodies? Yeah, I just think this is so important because nobody knows your body better than you, right? So we know what's normal. We know what's not normal. And so if there's, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I keep going to the doctor and they keep telling me I'm fine, but I know that there's something wrong. Keep going, keep looking for new doctors, keep looking for different doctors. And eventually you will find one who is willing to listen and who is willing to really get to the bottom of things because, we need that help. We need that closure. And, and for me, when, when those doctors have been brought into my life, um, you just have this feeling like, oh, I'm not losing my marbles. There really is something, you know, mm-hmm. and once we can get a diagnosis, it just, it really helps emotionally to know that there really is something going on and there is a way to deal with it. And so if that's a place that you find yourself in today, I would just encourage you to not give up, even though I know it is so frustrating, but to keep looking for that person who is going to be able to help you. That is such great advice. I mean, we have to take charge of our own health. If we don't, who's going to do it? You know, people aren't going to do it for us. And I do believe that God gave us that knowing in our Mm -hmm. physical to know, okay, something just doesn't seem right. I don't know what's going on, but it just doesn't seem right. And even if your blood work looks great, and if you get an EKG and that looks great, keep pursuing. Because Because my blood work does a really good job of mm -hmm. looking great when it's not. And that's something I've learned over the years. And that's why it took so long for me to get diagnosed is because my blood work always looks perfect. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, sitting there in a lump of mess. (laughs) It's like, it can't be perfect. But that's just my body's way of responding. It's really good at hiding things. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. It loves the theatrics, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fake them out this time. Um, Tell us about your upcoming picture book. Yeah. So I am so excited about this. It is called Howie's Broken Hee Haw. And it's a new take on the story of Palm Sunday. So it's about this little donkey named Howie. And he can't hee-haw, hee-haw like the other donkeys. (laughs) And it makes him so mad. He just can't get it right. And he feels inferior. And he feels sad. And he feels angry. And he feels all the feels. And then Jesus chooses him to ride into Mm. Jerusalem. And Howie learns that he's not broken after all, but that God made him on purpose and for a purpose. And this story, I realized actually just maybe a month or two ago that it's really my story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's my story of healing and feeling broken and so frustrated and having all these emotions that I didn't know what to do with. And God saying, no, Josie, I made you, I made you on purpose and you have a purpose. And that's what I want kids to know and adults, you know, I want, I want adults to find healing in this book too, that, um, that there's value in who they are because God made them and it's not in what they can or can't do. And it's not in anything else other than the fact that they have value and purpose because Mm -hmm. God made them and they are important to him and they are so loved by him. And that's what, how he discovers. And that's what I hope that 
that kids will discover too when they read this book. Now that's awesome. God's using your pain, what you've been through, what you continue to go through for his purpose of drawing others to him and for making them feel, you know, special and like God, God can help me too. Um, When did you become interested in writing about a donkey? Why the donkey? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, remember when I was talking about that insomnia? I was laying in bed one night and I couldn't sleep for anything. And all of a sudden, this story just drops into my head, almost fully formed. Um, I just had this, I don't, I don't even know. I was just laying in bed and I have this idea about this donkey who has a broken hee-haw and I grabbed my phone and I started writing in the notes section of my phone in the middle of the night. And the next night, the same thing. I couldn't sleep. And I started thinking about this donkey that I had started writing about the night before. And I wrote a little bit more and probably half of the story was written in bed over the course of a couple nights when I couldn't sleep. And I told the idea to a few people. And the more people I told about it, the more excited everyone got. And they're like, this is it, Josie, this is your story. So I finished writing it. And I had it professionally edited. And um, I, I hired Michelle Medlock Adams. She's one of my writing mentors. And she is a fantastic children's book author. And she's like, Josie, I think this is going to be your, your debut book. And sure mm. enough, here it is. <laughs> oh, and it comes out in two? February. 22 of 22. Yep. <laughs> so can people pre-order it now or do they need Absolutely. to wait? No, okay. it is up for pre-order now at so many retailers. On my website, I have a whole page dedicated to Howie and I have links for all of the places that you can buy it. You can read some early endorsements from some people on there. Um, but yeah, I have direct links to places you can buy it. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, it's on Walmart's website. Well, congratulations. Wow. Yes, it's amazing. Every time I find it somewhere new, I get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so happy for you. I really, and our time is up. I mean, I'm talking. <laughs> we'll talk after, after we, um, we stop recording. But um, I appreciate your heart, Josie, what you did for being obedient to God and saying yes to him and for allowing him to use what you've gone through to draw others close to him. So um, give us your website address again. Yes, it's josieseiler.com, J-O-S-I-E-S-I-L-E-R.com. And all my information, social media links, book information, monthly newsletter, all of that is right there for you to find. Okay, Josie, thanks so much for being on Shape by Faith. Thank you. I appreciate you having me so much, Teresa. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.